0: Welcome back to the four Podman, the wrestling podcast we bring you each and every week on the dynamo podcast network head over to youtube smash that subscribe and bell notification button joining me tonight wearing that beautiful breath the hitman heart top as always the pod father of the network and kelly how we doing in all good man all good no complaints. Look, I said we'd have, well, to bring have plenty you... of complaints to be yeah, fair, yeah. But... <laughs> so I said I would have to bring I'd have to bring you on to do the review of this. I did the preview with Darren. But uh, if there's any film baller kind of shit housery, you need to come on and talk about it really, you know. Um, yeah. but before we get into that, let's let's We'll get
1: there at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, I suppose I thought it was a good pay per view till that point. Um, yeah, I thought it was solid enough. I thought the matches were solid enough. Some of them felt a little bit sort of rash or smackdownish, even though they were on a pay-per-view. But I still enjoyed it, you know, that kind of way. And the the, the, the quality was decent enough.
1: I think the people that needed to perform and that you expected a good match out of delivered. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the big stars delivered. Um I think the the stars that maybe Vince doesn't consider stars, mm-hmm. um carried their biggest star to probably one of the best matches he's ever had. Yeah. But uh yeah. i digress. We we will will get to that.
0: Um, I, I won't spend too much time on the pre-show. It was obviously uh, Carmela versus Liv Morgan, but I thought it was a solid oh, match. Both
1: Can I just say that about Carmela? Good Lord, I'm going to say it. I'm going to back uh, Uncle Jim Cornette up on this. She looks like one of those kind of sex dolls that you would order from like Wish or something like she really what is and she's coming out with this gimmick as the hottest girl in the company she must that must be a little inside joke that she knows that she's not and if she really believes it good lord the world is fucked (laughs) um and she's going out with that clown as well on commentary as well so um i suppose it makes sense doesn't he Uh, he's he's the one that left his wife for her isn't he um Think so. Corey oh, Graves, yeah. Corey Graves, Corey yeah. Graves yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're welcome to each other, those two. Oh, I yeah. don't rate her one bit.
0: In, in fairness, I would say the two girls they had a decent match for a kickoff match. In fairness to them, and mm. um, it wasn't too bad at all. Better than what I had expected, anyway.
1: I think it was more
0: the I think it was more Carmela's opponent than her. To be fair, yeah, probably a fair point. Um, let's move on straight into the pay per view then: The New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. Um almost a good friend of our show, of course. We always had do <laughs> almost seems on these pay-per-views. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure about the match. The match to me just seemed like um it kind of felt like a raw match that was a build-up to a main event, and as we know it unfolded that way with Big E and Bobby challenging each other for a raw match for the title. Um, and that's kind of what spawned out of it. it drives me mad when AJ Styles is caught up in this, though, when he's only a Bipart player, you know what I mean? It's so annoying, um, it's so
1: WWE though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like, you're you're probably, you know, <clears throat> your, your two best pound for pound wrestlers don't have toy, you know, don't have titles. One's in the title picture, fair enough. Well, was, yeah, uh, and then AJ is just there, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, he's, kind of, he's, he's kind of become a spoke And everybody else's whale or something like that, hasn't it? Really,
1: and and uh, one thing I've noticed from this as well, it shows without a title or with these lads being booked in, um you know, in the right situation, didn't get the aura of champion off either Bobby or Big E, I have to Mm. say. And I think it goes back to what you said on a previous show that you'd done with me about Big E with this just laughter lounge type booking with these other two lads. You know what I mean? No offense, those two lads are grand with where they're at. But he needs to break away from that, uh, you know, for for anyone to take him serious as a WWE champion, he needs to take... I fear for him actually a little bit um, with this draft coming up mm. because you, now I'm going to give you credit for this, Mr. Shopkeeper, <laughs> but you uh, you did mention that obviously SmackDown could end up being a, a huge night for WWE in terms of television. They're one of going to get the ratings again, mm. falling behind uh, AEW and the ratings, even with everything they're doing. Um, and I have a feeling, which we're going to talk about later, Hmm. And I'll let you bring that up But I uh, Yeah, I fear for Bobby Lashley And you know what I mean by that hmm. or, Sorry, not Bobby big Lashley e. Um, big, big E, e. Yeah. Because I think you could see some big changes No pun intended From Smackdown over to there And that could be the title That uh, certain people might be hunting
0: Yeah, I think, I think to open up a pay-per-view I like the idea of the New Day together normally They come out, they get yeah. the crowd going the crowd fades off them. They're very much over and stuff like that. So it sets the scene for the paper. Oh, I agree that with that, yeah, 100%. There. But when I see standing in the middle of them, the WWE champion and the WWE championship, that's where I get worried because it's kind of if the credibility of his stature and the work he's done for the last 12 months gets lost, as you said, in the comedy of the act. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just, I just think... I kind of fear for that. I like the idea of the new day being together, not so much so when you have the WWE Championship. We seen what happened when Kofi had it, and are we seeing the repeatability of this? Even though I think Biggie is a fantastic talent, I think he looks the business. Me too. Um, but mm. I do, I do think there needs to be a little bit of separation there. That this is your WWE Champion rocking the WWE Championship, and he doesn't need to be hanging out with the trombone player. Or Kofi, he needs to be there, he needs to be the focal point. I mean, I, I sort of wondered about this match being a setup for the match on Raw. Why didn't they just give us the match on the pay per view?
1: Yes, and yes. then just
0: filter away. And then, if the two boys wanted to have a quick tag match with AJ and almost go ahead and do it, um, but somewhere along the line, kind of the WWE Championship gets lost in the mix,
1: and then, of course, what happens on Raw?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know what I mean? It's
0: exactly. Um, Something bigger in the works. Yeah, but the, the New Day, the New Day got the got the win on this, but I was I was shocked to see Bobby take the pin. I wasn't expecting Bobby to take the pin and then all, everything else just evolves after that. Like
1: it's more WWE, just madness spoken. It's like, who do you want to make look weak here? Who do you not want to make look? I mean, obviously they can't let the big fella take the pin, I get you. So who is the only other viable option? AJ, which I'm glad he didn't as well. But at the same time, AJ is the one, if you're booking AJ into that kind of way, then surely he's the most viable option to take the fucking, the L. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think they're winging it, man. I think they're winging it on a weekly basis, yeah. you know, on a night to night basis. I, I honestly, <laughs> I think they're, they're, they're looking at corporate shit and they're just going, yeah, that'll do. It, it's, 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 it's baffling, basically.
0: Um, let's move on then from that one and let's get into what I thought is always a proper tag match. These boys know each other inside out. The Usos versus the Street Profits. I'm very high on both these teams. I think they're both brilliant. Um, yeah, the, they know each other inside out, so you're not going to get a bad match and they could literally do a blindfolded at this stage. Um, yeah, I think
1: the Usos are probably just up there, probably the second best tag team on the planet after the FTR for me. But not far behind You know what I mean Like that wouldn't be a, That wouldn't be a, Like a night and day For the FTR or just to, You know me with FDR, they're, yeah. they're kind of they're, they're My kind of team And your kind of team yeah, yeah, But I think Yeah, uh, yeah the, the Street Profits Actually They grow on me Every time I see them hmm. um, yeah.
0: It was just It's just with this match I kind of like I was looking at this match To see Is this a prelude To what's going to happen later If the Usos Were potentially going to Drop the belts but then I remember the situation where they've been teasing the Street Profits might break up and one of them might go to a different brand. So I was thinking then, sure, of course, the Uso's going to retain the belts. Um, yeah. But um, I look I look at the Street Profits. Montez Ford, he looks a proper star, doesn't he? He could be a singles guy, couldn't
1: he? He has something about him, yeah. yeah. Both of them have something about them. to be fair. Mm. But him in particular, yeah, he's got a lot of charisma. I mean, he could do promos for days. Yeah. Um, the two lads just have such unbelievable athleticism. Like they're a very modern team that usually I wouldn't uh, be kind of too in on, but I have to say I really am. Um, like they, they, they just, uh, everything they do looks very, very sweet. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they're, they're actually like a young bucks that work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think what happens is you're you're drawn towards them because they set a certain level of how they how they wrestle and operate, and they they rarely fall below that. They'll always give you like if they're a train and a half or a four star match, they'll always give you that train and a half four star match. They rarely fall below consistency. Yeah. yeah, there's a consistency to their performance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. But uh, the Usos, the Usos took the win anyway. A number of false finishes and stuff like that, but always finish strong. The Usos the, the Tribal Chiefs men retaining their belts. I like is-
1: that they're growing the hair back a bit now as well. I, I think those Samoan boys have to have that long hair. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. It, it looks too good on them.
0: <laughs> that The short hair doesn't make them look as scary.
1: No. They lose We're that kind tra-
0: of oil and their feel to them, don't they?
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That long hair like reminds me of that head shrinker. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it, It's... Yeah, it's something about it's a look that I like that they that they have, you know, and they're they are they're just absolute quality. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's move on. This is one I'm interested to get your thoughts on Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss Raw Women's Championship. Um, what was your thinking on this one?
1: I mean, the sooner the better to get away from this madness. I mean, the build up. I thought the video package was great. Um, I thought that whole build-up of Charlotte, you know, being the bitch and ripping up the doll and, like, saying, you know... Um, I think one of her rebuttals was uh, she goes, oh, you got over on your gimmick, Alexa Bliss says, you're not one to talk about getting over on someone else's gimmick. You know, it's kind of like, obviously, I'm freewheeling there, that's not verbatim, but, um, yeah, I thought it's an interesting match. I mean, it's little against large, isn't it? I mean um Alexa Bliss like I said I've never been a huge fan of her um in-ring work I always I, I, I just didn't ever feel that she was at the level of a Becky or an or um or a Charlotte or even a Sasha Banks or a Bailey I just always thought she was the weaker of the of uh of uh, of that kind of group but um you know, she's she's shown that she she has character work. She's definitely, you know, got a got a career in, in acting if she wants to get into that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I, I don't see her in that in that mix.
0: Yeah, I fe- um, I found I found in this match, I mean, one thing I'd say about Alexa Bliss is I think once they had made the decision on Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, I think a lot of this hokey nonsense should have probably drifted away and yes, maybe go back being the crazy Harley Quinn or something different or you know repackage. But it's them. you know,
1: it's so obvious, isn't it? It's like I can't take her serious me being a horror for like it's not even Harley Quinn. She's like a complete ripoff of you know Shirley Moon and Devil's Rejects and 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 people know these films, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's kind of like right, she's been told to play this character. So you can't take it out on the girl. She's she's you know doing her best to yeah to to um you know earn her money and portray the character that, that the office wants but yeah, it's just it's it's really bad writing, and and again, it's writing from Z-list fucking yeah. Hollywood writers, failed Hollywood writers that are. I,
0: I'm glad you brought up about the in-ring work because when you look at this match, it was fairly evident that Charlotte had to tone down her normal level of in-ring work. Like when you see her work, the likes of a Ripley, or yeah. you know, as you said, a Becky or a Sasha or whatever it is it's a totally different level, isn't it, than when she's working Alexa. Like, you yeah. see Alexa, even when she's coming through the ropes, giving those double kicks, um, it's kind of like, it's very staged, it's very telegraphed, it's very slow motion. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's obviously, you know, hats off to Charlotte that she's able to adjust down to different competitors and stuff like that. It shows the dynamic of her own ability. Um, but you always feel when Charlotte drops down into this level, She's shackled by the output, and it often affects the match. Um, yeah. And I think this was a prime example of it.
1: Yeah, um, I've been saying it. I've, I've, I've just never, I've always thought um, Alexa Bliss was overrated as a worker, and usually by lads who are just basically found her attractive, to be fair. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just, I've never thought she was in the category of, of you know, the pages or the Becky's or the, you know, or the Charlotte's or the Bailey's. Um, and, and I think she was part of that original crew or just there, thereabouts. Mm. And I think the new girls that have come in have actually evolved even beyond her. Um, she's, it looks to me like that. She's concentrated so much on character work that her in-ring work has kind of just been left,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, to kind of, she's, she's got a lot of catch up to play, I think. Um, Get back to basics.
0: Even even the difference in the size when you see the two of them lock up. Yeah, man. I mean like Charlotte's going into lock up and it looks kind of so awkward because she's nearly hunched over trying to make Alexa look like a million dollars, if you know what I mean. And it just it just it just seems weird. The difference in the size it's it's silly, isn't
1: it? Like, I mean, you would have never seen, you know, you don't, you know, you wouldn't have seen I don't know, Shawn Michaels and Andre, Andre the Giant lock up. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like To yeah. think of different ways To, you know, to, to start yeah. these matches But, yeah um, It's an interesting one I mean, I, I like I said, I don't think I think there is terms of size You know, we hear about Balor and Roman, the size difference And you're like, really? There's not that much Of a size difference Um, But then, like, it's the same With some of the ladies, like, I mean When you've got someone like a Rhea Ripley Or You know, a Charlotte Flair, they are quite tall women. I mean, Charlotte's, what, 5'10"? You know?
0: I think think you can get away with it. Like, if you're talking about a Finn Balor who's so talented as a wrestler, he can put together a credible offense against a big guy. And it's believable. And it brings you on a journey. I think it's way more difficult for the women in their spectrum, isn't it? Because, like, you're either a really, really talented wrestler or you're not. And you're trying to force it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you could see that Charlotte, she's kind of trying to play along with it and stuff like that, but she slows down greatly her own offense. And I think it just yeah. waters down the match. But as you said, it, it's you know the booking. But I think you know, to be tearing apart dolls and tossing them around and stuff like that. This is 2021. We expect a lot more at this stage. Um listen, us. if I
1: if I want that, I have a list of about five hundred eighties 80s movies mm. that I can watch if I want paper dolls. Yeah. you know, being a threat to somebody of yeah. fucking physical capabilities. Yeah. Um, and I don't need to see it in my pro wrestling, basically, is what I'm
0: saying. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't think Papa Shango would have worked if he was five foot three with pigtails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Papa Shango and
1: that Ultimate Warrior thing that WWE slated on so many DVDs. Is looking a hell of a lot better now. And <laughs> some of the tripe that is coming out on their program in 2021. That's so um, shout out to you, Jay. <laughs> you were right all along. Um, I think that black stuff coming out of the warrior was fucking brilliant. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I mean that. <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine if Papa Shango had been holding up a warrior buddy and ripping it apart, <laughs> it mightn't have felt the same, you know. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but Charlotte picked up the win anyway, and what was she did? She a, did a, a reasonable match. Or I was going to get a reasonable match with Charlotte involved. It
1: was team still team. better than your one that that lady that you mentioned at the start. Uh, yeah. Fucking Carmella it was much better than that
0: for me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> United States Championship. This was a match I kind of really enjoyed. Um, I was concerned about it going into it because obviously Damian Priest had beaten both guys. So it was kind of like, why do we now find ourselves in a triple threat for the belt? You've beaten both these guys, so what's the kind of point to it? Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. I have to say, I, I'm digging Seamus's work each week when I watch him. I just think there's a dynamic to him now. I don't know, in this match, when he gets up on the ropes and he starts doing the Jeff Hardy dance and all this kind his of
1: stuff. Uh, his work is very fucking, it's very solid. I have to say, like... Uh, you know, I know sometimes I've all, often made jokes, about Seamus, but I'm I'm gonna like shoot on this one. Like, he's um, he's you know I have to take my hats off to Seamus, You know, fellow Irishman, someone we know, and um, we always we we've, we've not always got along best, all three of us. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, when he went over, like as I said previously as well, I, I, you know we, we we made we made good peace, but at the same time. Have to hand it to him, like he's really fucking stepped up, hasn't he? Mm. Especially in the last year in particular. I mean, he's he's made a great career for himself anyway. I mean, he's a fucking former WWE champion, yeah. um. So like that can't be taken away from. Him. But I just think his actual in ring work, mm. he's really really stepped up. Um, I think over the last year and a half, maybe like that 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 little program that he had with with uh, with Drew. When Mm -hmm. Drew was champ, when they went hell for a letter, like they they, they put out some great matches. Yeah. Um, And I do, I think he's got a bit of humor about him, hasn't he? Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to say. He's kind of found a way. To nearly take a piss out of himself and get it. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We, yeah. That, when I seen him up on the ropes down that hardy dance, I just thought this is fucking classic. But I thought and I mean, gonna...
1: you're looking at a six foot six behemoth <laughs> yeah. of an Irishman. <laughs> I
0: thought he was gonna hit a swanton and everything. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> you know I mean? he's
1: he's he's up this game big time. You know, and I think he's probably happy with his level as well. Hmm. Um, you know, he you know, he probably was looking at Drew and and, and kind of going, shit, I should be getting you know, myself into the title picture again. And he's probably going through the whole WWE political system Mm. to try and get a, you know, to try and get a look in. But I mean, look, if he keeps going the way he's going, you know, we know he can turn it on in terms of the physicality and the intensity when he needs to. Yeah, But there's no reason why he can't be up there in the, the you know, in the title picture again. I just think the problem is that he's kind of, he's got this niche now where like people, he has that little bit of comedic value, but yeah. he's got the perfect blend of comedy and, and aggression though. Hasn't
0: he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and he has, as you said, he has that kind of wit about him now. We yes. seen that when he was beating the shit out of Riddle with the scooter and stuff like that and all. And, and then we see it even in this match, just up there doing that hardy stuff and all. I just thought. It was- but
1: I mean, you're talking about a man that knows the system as well. Like if you think about it, Seamus has been there that long and has never been fired. You know what I mean? He's always kept his job. Yeah. So he knows the system inside out. He knows what WWE want. He knows the politics. He knows the, the you know, the, the format. So, I mean, he quite clearly is just happy to, to be there and, you yeah. know, to take part as well. Yeah. But, um, but he never looks like he's miserable there. So, you know, long, long may it continue. I would like to, I'd like, to, I'd like to see an aggressive kind of, comedy Seamus get another run for the title if I'm being honest yeah I do like Damian Priest though
0: I think he has a bit of bounty as a great yeah book. I like
1: him I just like Seamus more but <laughs> I, you know what I mean no honestly I'm yeah. I, I'm not saying nothing bad about Priest you know I do like him I just like Seamus's style more Um, I just think he's grown into a wrestler that I really really enjoy watching yeah. Um, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago I never thought I would have said that sorry Seamus no offence Not I'm. Not, you know that's not a knock That's actually more of a compliment. I just think he's really grown into a just a great professional wrestler and been able to um just been able to tell really good stories with like bits of humor when it's needed, but also he can turn it on the intensity when he when he needs it. So
0: me me and you here will probably disagree again on the finish. Um I know you I know you like this kind of thing, but I thought with the lads that were involved, I thought a roll up was a bit deflating. But I know you like the roll-up finish.
1: Ah, you're mad if you don't think of like it's about fucking time we saw a roll-up <laughs> on a on a sports entertainment show, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, come on, this is this is this is what it's all about. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah,
0: I think I think I got I got caught up in the whole crowd thing because the crowd was so hard. You know what I mean? I was thinking, and when he hit that I know He hit that, yeah, that bunch of the two boys together. I thought that was really super cool, you know. And then, then you See, get that's it. Like, I, I've
1: learned to shut those motherfuckers off. <laughs> it's <laughs> like yeah, give me that. And then I hear the crowd, I'm like,
0: okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, solid match, and one that I really enjoyed on the pay-per-view. Actually, did it was a great match, it was because I, I was yes. going into it not expecting much and trying to make sense of it, but at the end, then it kind of made a lot more sense to me. So well,
1: just a quick side note. Um are you buying into any of this kind of, you know, fans kind of saying that Jeff Hardy looks like father time is catching up with him a little bit?
0: I think he has slowed down a somewhat. Um, Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah, because I think what it does is when he does, when the riders do get the finger out of the backside and actually write some good stuff for him, I think slowing down his stuff, will make it more meaningful. Like, we talk about how Roman has slowed down. We talk about how Kenny Omega has slowed down to make things more meaningful. And I I think he's done it on purpose. I don't think it's it's an age thing. You know, people forget how long Jeff Hardy's been there. And, like, you think about the traffic. 1998. But think about the traffic he's put on his body with the way he rests. You know what I mean? It's just... For him to be still walking is a miracle of life, and they're alone slowing down. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's it, no, you're 100% right. It's mad, like,
0: yeah, but I, I think they'll write, I think hopefully the riders will come full circle and they'll write a good program for him. And if they do write a good programme for him, then the slowing down of the stuff will make more sense. I don't think it's an age thing. He can still go. He's super happy.
1: I've been calling for Jeff Hardy to slow down for fucking 20 years. (laughs) Since
0: 1999. (laughs) After the first year. (laughs) like, stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. But uh, Damien Priest picked up the win anyway. Not unexpected, of course, because he had beaten both guys already. So Um, there was was no doubt where the belt was going to go. Um, Definitely let, no. Let's move on to the what I would call the co-main event, but I thought this should be the main event. Um, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um I There's no if, way that
1: could have been the main event. What are you talking I, I, about?
0: I don't know, but you know what I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking right. My thinking on this was right. If okay, this...
1: I know where you're going to come from. If yeah. they're gonna, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, so go on. From, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's go back
0: to this match then. Yeah, yeah fair enough. We'll go back long. to the match first and then you'll know where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm already with you. I know where yeah. you're going. Um, but I, I, I thought the two girls looking absolute million dollars. I thought Becky coming back after having a baby looks amazing, um, absolute athlete without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and they both come in and, and the build-up to the match was really good as well. Becky's heel work is fantastic. Um but <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of expected but unexpected, you know that kind, it's of, kind of. like
1: that little bitch sister that you <laughs> yeah. want to just tell to shut the fuck up. Yeah.
0: You you know, know one, what I mean? You know the you know, the one who goes running to daddy to tell him what you did to her. Oh, <laughs> you know what 100%. I mean? Like that.
1: that's a hundred percent. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's exactly. Very very
0: kill, and then and then Bianca just goes from you know. She just improves week on week in, week out. She looks like a real proper star, you know. Um, she's getting
1: better from working with Becky in particular as well. Yeah. I'm noticing with her with her whole presence and her whole kind of mic work and you know her character work. She's it's definitely that's that's helping her a lot along the way. But
0: I um love, I love Becky's heel work where she's using her hair as a weapon, you know. Bianca, she got Bianca's hair and she was using it yeah. against her trying and stuff like that now, but uh yeah, I just it was a back and forth match and stuff like that. I I didn't think it I don't think they convinced me at any stage that Bianca was gonna win. Um
1: no
0: at no, at no point did I think Becky was really in trouble. Um but I love the power that Boat Girl showed as well. I don't know if you've seen it when she got her up for that suplex. Yeah. I thought that was the, the power on that, I just thought was amazing. And then of course Sasha comes out then, of course, and interferes. Um and blows the match into a DQ. Um, Sasha course. I
1: thought Becky's facials in that were fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The way she's like looking at her, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. shaking the traw- hand, throwing traw- up the thumb, and all this kind of thing, and all. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very cool. But um, Sasha of course, looked a million dollars as well as she always does. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of wondering where does this go now? Um, does this end up in a kind of a triple threat scenario? Um is it Sasha continuing kind of the feud that she fell off with Bianca? Is it Sasha going back after Becky for the belt and Bianca falls out of that situation?
1: I think um, I think the first one, I think personally Sasha could probably do with a little bit more work as well with with, with um with Sasha, even mm. just just make it mean that much more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and let Becky go and be because listen the one thing that you've got with Becky is she is the man, as they say, she was bringing in the big ratings on a weekly basis as well. If you've still got her as champ (laughs) gone fucking bad mountain, whoever like on the, uh, you know, don't forget this whole, um, this whole roster changeup could be a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. But the one thing that we do know is that Becky is money and Becky is box office. Mm. So, by her playing that heel character going against like she could, she could, she just, she could do a Bret Hart and go and ask, uh, say, why don't we give El Dandy a title shot? You know what I mean? And go, give, give someone like Alexa Bliss, a, a pity title shot. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing she would do that wouldn't be unexpected. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas I think if, um, the likes of Bianca Belair, which obviously it's smart money. If the writers actually have a clue, and they've actually got something planned that will tell you that they want to go with Bianca Belair and uh, and Sasha because mm-hmm. obviously Bianca's going to blame Sasha on fucking ruining their chance so it's so, interesting this one to watch so but, this, uh,
0: this could be another then this could be another big moment on smackdown this week then where you have a I think so a title change on a brand swap I think so I think so Yeah. Because I, I was thinking there as well with Becky, you know, with the baby and everything else in the family situation, would herself and Seth want to be on the same sort of schedule?
1: Maybe but being on different schedules will be helping.
0: Potentially. Depends how the pregnancy and the relationship
1: is. Someone going. has to look after the fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same over.
0: Absolutely. But, um... Yeah, certainly an interesting dynamic at the moment in this situation with these three, and and Sasha coming back adds to it greatly, you know. And mm. uh, it will definitely raise Bianca Belair in terms of like if she's working at this standard all the time, you know what I mean. Her game is going to be exceptional. Um, let's move on then to the main event because I know we want to spend a little bit of time talking about this. Yeah, uh, the Tribal Chief acknowledge me, Roman Reigns versus the Demon Film Baller. We spoke about this about a week or two ago, I think, on one of our episodes. And your call was, and I, I think, I thought it was a very good call at the time, that potentially he could get the belt back. We could close the circle um, back after that injury that robbed him of the belt. um, And, and it could, wouldn't
1: hurt the tribal chief in the exactly. process.
0: yeah. In terms of him moving into a program with Lesnar and going on to Crown Royale, I think they're calling it. That's where they're, they're built to go against each other. Um Crown Jewel, is it? Are they them Crown I think it's Royale. Crown Royale this year or something. Like okay. I don't know. I keep on calling it Crown Jewel, but do they, do they still Royale, want
1: Yoko <laughs> Zuna
0: to make an appearance on the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. The way the way this thing is going with graphics and CGI and everything, anything can happen at this <laughs> stage. Um, what was your thinking on the match?
1: As far as the match went, I thought it was absolutely um it was a great match. As far as like these gimmick matches go when they bring up the odd weapons and stuff like that, I thought I thought it was up there as one of the better ones that we've seen in recent memory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was looking, I was very surprised, actually, and I'm pleasantly surprised to see how many people were kind of big and over Balor, saying that they, they gave Roman one of his better matches. But also, Roman gave a lot. Like, you know what I mean? The, yeah. Balor looked very strong within it. They put the demon over strong.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought Finn did a great job Of promoting the demon As being An entity Nearly outside of Finn Balor
1: Yes And I thought he you know was what I mean? brilliant
0: in that I thought that was brilliant and, and I thought Even that little bit there Where you're seeing where At the start Roman takes out the kendo stick And Balor takes out Five of them taped In some sort of baller taping or something yes. like that. And the Romans facials are selling it, going, Jesus. You know what I mean? I just thought it was brilliant. Yes, this lad has an answer. You yeah. It was, I mean? it was like this one one upmanship kind of thing. And I just thought it was really good. But uh as a physical contest it was excellent as well, wasn't it? They got stuck into each other like
1: Yeah. And like again, like we talk about this this whole size difference thing. I mean I, I mentioned on the previous show as well and I hope people went and done their homework after me saying it before you go and watch Bret Hart versus Undertaker, I mean, didn't Undertaker say that like his, his the most physical opponent he ever had was Bret Hart? And um, you look at the matches that he had with Shawn Michaels as well, same in Hell in a Cell and gimmick matches. Like, t- there was major size differences there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, six foot versus fucking six foot eight, six foot nine. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, I think, legit is only what five, ten. You know, that's a that's literally a foot taller. Mm. Like you're you're literally looking at three inches in the differences here. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So this whole kind of idea of Balor is too small. It's like shut up. The only reason that they they, they give him is is kayfabe weight. I don't know why he he likes to do that. I mean, you realistically. You should be saying he's 210, 220, because when you look at someone like, you know, Daniel Bryan, who's billed as 210, you're like, there's no way there's 20 pounds in the difference, like two stone in the difference between yeah. banner and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Come on, you know, same with like, you know, Dolph Ziggler. He's quite, you know, sh- shredded. But again, two inches in height doesn't mean two stone in fucking weight. Yeah. Um so the the WWE needs to do something about that, I think. Um what about um,
0: what about that? Um I was I was so engrossed in that spear he got hit with through the barrier and the camera work on it was unbelievable. It was like nearly the sweat came through. Well, before
1: before we go there, the one thing I, I was intrigued by the match, as you say. Like they went into the crowd. It reminded me a lot of like Stone Cold and Brett back in WrestleMania 13, they were really getting the crowd engrossed in it, weren't they? Yeah, remember Roman put the mask on and everything. I was like, That was fucking little things like that. And you know, he wasn't doing it to be a dick, mm. he was doing it to kind of go, All right, yeah. fuckies, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm out here, like it wasn't like, Oh, I need to be have a mask on here. Yeah, um, I think he even took the mask off someone, didn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, so it was kind of like one of those, yeah. and it was um, it was amazing, and then of course you got the you got the the familia down, and they come and you know they get involved in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean the spear into the you know because obviously the aftermath of this this power of Balor mm. that um, I mean before the spear into that didn't we get Balor smacking the two boys or am I getting the timeline wrong?
0: Yeah, no, that's right. He put one. He put one through a table. But a powerbomb.
1: Yeah, when have you seen Balor do a fucking power bomb on yeah. someone?
0: And it, and it was kind of impressive as well because he kind of, you know, sometimes when they don't actually do that power bomb right and they kind of slide it, but with him, yeah, I think no. it looked like the effort that he was putting into it, and it looked it looked really good. And he no, have, that was 100% from yeah. the legs. And he that slid was... him across the table. Like, because the Uso boys, they're not small boys either to be thrown around, you know. No, um, he literally
1: got him up with pure power. Like, as, as Finn Balor used to say to okay. me, you got to do squats for the mutts. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> was squats for the moths. Yeah, but when, um, when he hit him with that spear through that barrier, it was like a car had hit him or something, wasn't it? There was yeah. no hold back at all on it. Um I mean obviously
1: obviously it was all set up to be gimmicked and whatnot, yeah. but it was just beautiful selling. Mm. And uh then you thought, like, this is it, like obviously Balor's just getting smashed. Yeah.
0: And so then, then so then we got Balor on the ground and he's face down. And yeah. uh, the next thing the lights change. You hear the you hear the, the heartbeat thing. Boom, boom. He, he's boom, convulsing boom. on the ground like someone's hitting him with two of those by the way. Right? That was great
1: fucking acting
0: absolutely and his timing was because he went well. he went proper fucking worm on it <laughs> yeah and, and you know what i was really impressed with on it as well how quick did he get up on his face suddenly one minute he was lying there convulsing the next minute pump he was up on his thaw. again
1: again squats for the months
0: <laughs> unbelievable like you know he was just there and he was up and i was i was so engrossed in it but i thought it was brilliant and he kept his music playing through it as well like um, which I thought was really, really cool. And again, it lent itself selling this whole, you know, this demon is, this, you know, being resurrected or something. And it had to
1: take over the whole arena, which I thought yeah. was, you know, it wasn't like there was worms on the ground, like that we saw with Bray Wyatt during a whole match. It was actually a little bit more yeah. artistic because the people that are complaining about it, mm. right? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to go Jim Cornette on this. The people that are complaining, oh, we're doing the red lights again. They had no problem with Undertaker being able to fucking dim the lights by doing that. Or the Undertaker to be able to go like that and like think that he was resurrected by a fucking urn. Mm. So I thought it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I thought it was excellent. And it really like it was kind of like, you know, when a kind of a horror thing is done well. It was yep. kind of like that, and you and you get the music and his timing of the convulsion with the music and the heartbeats and, and the next thing, boom, the demon was up on his feet. It's like he had been possessed again. It was fucking
1: fantastic. And I thought it, it was really brilliant. Was.
0: um. So then he 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 lays into Roman, and of course, we go into the ring. You're
1: thinking this is it.
0: And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm gonna have to ring Ian now at three in the morning and tell him how right he was. <laughs> and uh he goes up, of course, for a coup de grace. The smoke everywhere. I don't know how he even seen Roman Reigns in the ring. The smoke was up the baller's neck, standing on the top rope. Yeah. And, and the next thing, the turnbuckle snaps. He goes into the ring and uh, gets, gets brought up, hit with a spare. One, two, three. What was your thinking on the on turnbuckle the thing?
1: <laughs> Vince McMahon. But That's it?
0: it. But, I mean... You're saying Roman as well A lot of people were talking about Some some idiot Some idiot Came up with that
1: And it was either that buffoon Vince McMahon as I keep calling him these days Or it was that buffoon Bruce Pritchard With his tongue up Vince's arse going Okay Vince And he'll come on Another podcast With Mr Conrad Thompson And tell you how it was a great idea We're building something We're building something and you're like, you're building absolutely nothing and you're doing nothing. You're getting fucking your ass handed to you on TNT, about to be TBS every other week by a bunch of fucking school kids in some cases. And that's the best you can come up with. An act of God. The fucking same behemoths that we're talking about, like Bobby Lashley and fucking Biggie Langston were on the same goddamn turnbuckles. But your 190-pound Finn batter. The rope's buckled. So what, are you going to come out and say God is back? Vince is going to wrestle God against him.
0: Do, do you know what got me confused, boy? I mean, they're talking oh. about this narrative of, you know, heaven and hell thing again and all, you know. This oh, you know what. But you know what was kind of weird? It was kind of like, I would have understood it if Bala had been the heel and Roman was the baby face. But and he wasn't. The, exactly. It was the other way around. And I'm thinking the bad guy was the one who got the break. And the good guy is the guy who got punished, and I was trying to figure all that out as well in my mind. And I
1: assume, just, I assume it wasn't addressed on Raw, right?
0: No, no, it wouldn't be addressed on Raw. It's not going to be addressed yeah. on SmackDown. Um, but I just, I just thought it was just kind of like I was thinking. You're after bringing us on this journey for about three or four weeks. The demon is back. They've made a huge statement of it. Comes out. I, I forgot at the start of the match as well. He came out with that headdress with that mohawk. Which oh. just awesome! Um, he just—I think with him is the way he evolves as well. Every time he comes back, as something he just adds a little bit more to it, doesn't he? Little things, just little a small things thing like that. Like, yeah. look really, really cool. Um, and of course, merchandise heaven for people. Um, but I'm just—I'm just wondering, like, where do we go with this now? Because we're facing at the Crown Royal, and it's going to be uh Roman versus Brock, and it's supposed to be for the belt.
1: Which doesn't yeah. need a belt, by the way. Yeah. Just just well, putting that out there.
0: But I'm, tr- I'm trying to think and, and the scenario I came up with you the other day was because I know you were bulling over this. So the scenario I came up is what if they drop what what if he gets the belt on SmackDown and then Roman gets drafted to Raw? Or set, or he could get drafted to Raw with the belt. Um, so that kind of scenario, because it's hardly going to be a case where Roman's going to head off into the sunset with the belt, go into a program with Brock, and Ballard's left hanging here now, and who would you put him against now? Is, is that it? Is the Demon versus the Tribal Chief done?
1: Well, yeah, I, I would assume so. Um, I would assume that's what WWE are going to do. That's, that's my honest thought. I, I am holding no breath for them to come up with anything good or a good explanation as to what happened. Like,
0: <laughs> so like, what was so what was what was the purpose then of bringing back the demon? They may as well just have left him Finn Balor. Mm. Keep
1: him strong for another day. That's what that's what Vince has always done with Finn Balor. Keep him strong for another day. I I like what, the way he dresses up, you know. Mm. And don't forget, you've got this goon back as well. Fucking Johnny
0: Laurinaitis, he's say Benz, pro- you're looking great. That's a great idea, Vince. The, like, the, pro- the problem with all this is, all these guys. And you know, my big brother big, used to. We- you know, my brother used to wear makeup too, Vince? Yeah, black and red, black it's, and red. That's you, the right one. <laughs> fucking <laughs> but <you> idiots. <laughs> but you know what the problem is with this? These guys that are keeping strong for another day, that other day where they're strong is under a different company.
1: Well, well, and and don't forget, this man's contract won't be won't be too long before it's up either, and it's. Uh, you can be guaranteed that, you know, you, you just look at it, don't you? And you look at, you look when you see the other company have CM Punk there and they're building them up the right way, you know, the right way. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before it gets into those big storylines. But he himself is the smart man behind this once again. You can actually see who the smart man in CM Punk's booking was, can't you now? Yeah. Because you've got the other, you know, we won't say the the little uh, McGregor wannabe, obviously, in Daniel Bryan, going in there and he's straight into the main event.
0: Right.
1: Whereas the other fella, Punk is there going, no, I'll, I'll work with some of these young kids for a bit. And but- I'll let these two lads call themselves the best in the world for a while. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I was happy to say I'm back in the trunks, but that's for a different show. <laughs> oh, that's
1: for a different show. But but yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, now you're 100%. You're you're looking at the smart worker here, mm. and then you're you you know these two lads are going to play fucking, you know you know it's only a matter of time before the next match mm-hmm. that Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson whatever we want to call him now, yeah. before him and Kenny Omega are doing fucking thumb wrestling in a match. If whereas
0: I have to say if the end is if the end of this program that they put together with the demon coming back, is that broken thorn buckle, I'm going to be absolutely disgusted.
1: Well, Robert this is what I'm thinking. Like. Let's let's play let's play devil's advocate and and like try and give some of our listeners hope, even if I hold none. Mm. You would say that SmackDown should be a huge show considering it's the first draft, and you made a really good point there. That imagine there was a rematch because obviously Balor was unlucky as the demon. You know, it's one v one now. You know, obviously Reigns can say, "Well, I've beaten you twice," and be like, "No, you beat Balor once. You didn't beat the demon. Mm. You weren't able for the demon, so you could." And listen, the traction and I think the the, the uproar of what happened yeah. with that match and um, would would tell the office that okay, if they did have a game plan, ten out of ten, if they had a game plan that they wanted to make the switch. Uh, on on smackdown and kind of save it for tv just to get one over aw that's really smart booking however i don't believe wwe planned that far ahead these days <laughs>
0: yeah, i was thinking that yeah.
1: now you hear me out because that's a pay-per-view scenario so if enough fans have got through to them which i think it they must have because i, I haven't heard anything positive about that, Have you?
0: No, except for what people are thinking, like what we're thinking, that it's not the end of it and that they are saving it for TV.
1: Yeah, but I haven't heard anything positive about the end, that it was just a random act of God on the fucking turnbuckle thing, you know, because, I mean, you you also put your fucking superstar in danger as well, because you could tell that Balor wasn't even up right for the fucking thing because he knew it was coming. So you had to obviously protect himself from Mm. smashing his face, basically. Yeah. if it's a thing that they they make a they make a change, fair enough. Or if they put because I'm thinking, who's your biggest commodity right now, right? You Roman Reigns is your biggest heel. But when you look at say the opposition and to be your big E as the champion, and then your Bobby Lashley as as the potential heel, who who's more over, like Balor's. As as the other night showed, Balor is here, almost neck and neck at the moment with Roman. Mm. And you, as a shopkeeper <laughs> and a businessman, know that there's only one level of merchandise that's going to fucking sell. Also, because mm. they're still in the business of selling merch. Let's let's not fucking forget about that. Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> you better believe it. It's a win. Like, surely Balor has to go into a title picture now with someone. So whether that's the case that he beats Roman and Roman fucks off because he's not able for the Demon, because he wasn't able for him previously, and he goes off and and takes the, the, you know, the WWE Championship off uh, Big E or goes into a program with him, mm. which... To be honest with you, I don't see Big E being a big WWE champion, if I'm being honest, especially not when they're booking him with the New Day. Um, No offense on him. It's nothing nothing against him. I just don't see it. Mm. But I do see Finn Balor as a champion. Yeah. Based on Mm. what we saw the other night, right? Yeah. So surely if you make that brand strong, where you see Balor and the Demon going against, you know, sometimes he can defend the belt against kind of say smaller opposition as the WWE champion. And then when he needs to pull it out against some of the big boys, he brings the demon, you keep that shit strong. Mm. And uh, wasn't he only in the paper the other week saying that he wants a big match at WrestleMania with Cena, mm. which I told you I called. Um So I don't know. I, I've talked enough. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's the kind of scenario that I was painting, um, you know. But then I'm kind of thinking if 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 you switch Roman, um, you're probably going to have to bring the Usos as well, aren't you? Because you're going to want to keep all that together still, aren't you? Um. But what if you switch Balor then? That's what I was thinking. That maybe if you he shaft won, Roman. <laughs> maybe if he won the belt and took the belt with him to Raw. Yeah. And then does that set up then? But that set up nicely then the storyline going back into completing the circle, the match with Seth. Um, and he could go into a program with Seth and run it all the way to Mania or something like that. Um yeah, I, I just I just I, I just think if if this is if this is what they got us invested in and and a broken turnbuckle that gives way is is the end to this. I'll be so deflated because I was so pumped for it. You yeah. Um, and I think they're going to have to pull something out of the bag on Smackdown, and I'd imagine those riders at the moment with steam coming out of their pens, <laughs> trying to figure <clears> out what's the best scenario to pull this off with the backlash they've had over this turnbuckle scenario, you know, and this you know, this this kind of like the heel has God on his side, and the baby face is all the bad luck, I don't know whether that works for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm just
1: just as you were talking there, I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at the background there, Like, it's it's kind of like, you know, if, if, if you're trying to be smarter than you think you are in writing and just trying to get Baller over as a, uh, you know, as a merch tool again, you know, which wouldn't surprise me, WWE, let's be real, Noel, it wouldn't.
0: Well, I think, I think last time they pushed him right to the moon and he got the belt and then he was just so unlucky with the injury. Oh, yeah, and, and then the he was stuff. labelled
1: as injury-prone even
0: though a fucking fellow superstar mm-hmm. broke his fucking collarbone. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it shows they did have the faith in him back there. They pushed him all the way to the title. Um, so
1: that's what I'm thinking now that they see that he can do that and has had a number of, of runs. So there is obviously something Vince likes about him. You know, um, again, he's someone that the company seemed to like and he's he's reliable in terms of he's again another one that's not been, you know, fired or put in any position of mediocrity other than when he was the smiling Finn Balor, mm. even though that wasn't his official name, but he may as well have been for a while. Yeah. Um I mean, surely you gotta go with him now. You know, what I mean you gotta like you gotta make that change on SmackDown. Mm. on Friday to really appease fans like you got to, because as much as fans are behind uh, Roman Reigns, I think that I think these last two weeks and in particular the pay-per-view have shown you that fans really want that demon switch, they want them with the belt
0: I think the other thing that's very important to them as well is that um, you know this announcement that they're coming out with the 30 years of SummerSlam potentially going back to Wembley next year um. And I think if, if that's where they're going to do and they're kind of, kind of going down that road of developing it, they're recognising that there's a huge market there in Europe still for them if they get their act together. So they have to figure out how they take these European, star, these European stars, the likes of Finn Balor and stuff like that, and make sure that they're treating them with that kind of proper respect, if you like, in terms of the fan base. Because imagine a scenario where he does get fed up and pissed off and decides fuck this I'm going to AEW. Imagine how much of that European fan base that tunes into WWE would just switch over and go, this is where he is now. This is where we're going. And he carries, I know from his point of view, we know how good he is and everything else. He's absolutely amazing. He carries a lot of the weight of that European fan base because they've bought into him so much over the years. Um, And I think this is one where WWE need to be very careful, as you said. Don't try and be smarter than the smarts, if you like, and try to, you know, go that extra step in terms of punishing us on the way to the good stuff too much. Um, Because that's when people desert you. Um, Because,
1: you know, like, the way that works is, like, a lot of people feel that he's ready for a run, not just a little token gesture as, like, the champion.
0: Oh, yeah. The way like
1: our Kofi Kingston's or you know all these mm. guys get oh, so that, it. That,
0: that's why I mentioned Rollins all the way to Mania. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm, I'm talking about a proper built-up storyline of you know this. And then
1: and then if he wants that match with Cena and Mania, have him fucking wrestle Cena, 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 mm. <laughs> Have him wrestle Cena and have him go over. You know, because Cena, we've talked about this before. Cena would have no problem putting someone like him over. Oh, yeah, if it was 100%. a good, if it was a good match, and it was the right story, and him giving back to the business, mm. have that happen, yeah. so that it's done the right way this time, because we've seen it with fucking, uh, we've seen it with Daniel Bryan, with the Yes Movement getting that token WrestleMania win when they really wanted H or Batista to come back and win it, and then all of a sudden it's Bree Bella and fucking Daniel Bryan getting pulled down into the bottom of the ring with Kane. And you're going, what the fuck is this? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you know, this is the choice that we've like. I'm a wrestling fan. I haven't forgotten that. And that just came off the top of my head there. Mm. You know, it's the same thing that that's why CM Punk, they wouldn't do it. With CM Punk, he was too fucking smart for them. And that's why they got rid of him because he was like, no, it's pro wrestling. It's not sports entertainment. No, it is sports entertainment. No, it's not. It's pro wrestling. So that's what these lads in the office had to put up with every week. Mm. It's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling, Vince. It's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. And Vince is probably like, get him away from me, Hunter. You know what I mean? And like, they have to remember what got them to the dance and what's keeping them afloat. Mm. And these are like, he's the last one now of this, Whole crew that they had of NXT mm. that they haven't fucked over and made into be a joke,
0: yeah.
1: That they have a real potential. Think about it who else is there from the NXT, the original NXT crowd? There's nobody, yeah. He's that, the last,
0: the whole, whole indie wave that came in. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's he the last the, he's one on top of that tidal wave, yeah
1: He's the last one, and he's basically their fucking version of CM Punk without the fucking attitude Do you know what I mean? And it's no offence to Punk, but it's CM Punk was known to have that fucking, you know He'd go against the yeah. officers and say, fuck you, yeah. this is what we're doing, blah 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 This is a guy that isn't doing that. Is mm-hmm. going to work every single fucking day And, you know, showing them, like they put him back to NXT he smiled and said, yes, absolutely. They've gotten rid of his NXT now. Now NXT is the color of the rainbow. Um, I don't know what they call it now. Day NXT or something. Um, but that's an argument for another day. <laughs> See what I've done there. Um, you know, this is, li- he is literally now, he has been put into a situation where it's not his NXT anymore. So we can't exactly go back down there. This is his place now. Mm. They need to fucking give him exactly what he's due. But most importantly, give the fans what they want. Mm. Because quite clearly fans have been behind this guy for a long, long time. And especially when he comes out with that demon character. Mm. You know? And then you can mess about with it and turn him heel a little bit. And then you'll get the Bullet Club baller then you'll get the real personality coming mm. out. Do you know what I mean? Don't just have him coming out with the prince and going, like, have him fucking build up the camaraderie and then make people miss something. You know, if they turn Baller heel, make them be pissed off at him. Mm.
0: You know? Yeah, I mean, he's so talented to pull that off himself. If they just give him the right, um, the right setting to allow him the the ability to go do what he what he wants to do with you like you know what I mean? because he's he's all the tools in the toolbox for face or heel for the demon or Finn Balor whatever it is but I just I just think with him I think WWE as you said it's kind of the last opportunity in terms of redemption if you like and I think this SmackDown on Friday is absolutely massive pivotal um, and I I think if they don't get this right. I think they're in serious trouble, and and I don't normally say that too easy because I'm, you know, I'm a WWE guy, um, yeah, but I just think, um, I just think it's one of those things where they just can't afford to let this one slide because I think he's one of those guys, and his endearment to the fan base and and everything that he does, the LGBTQ community stuff, and everything that he does with this guy you can't fuck around with this guy. You, you can't belittle this guy. And that is
1: true. Board. Like he's done, he's done so much for the, obviously the Make-A-Wishes, he's done so much, as you say, for the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community where he's, uh, I mean, I, I, I live with a family member who's like a massive, massive, massive part of the uh, LGBT community. And it's like, he's a part of it, even though pro wrestling isn't, purely because he gives people messages. You know, like it's, this guy is, a proper serious ambassador for their company, mm. and and a willing ambassador, I think. Yeah. Um. You you gotta you gotta. I think you're right, Noel. Continue. Mm. Sorry.
0: Yeah. No, I just think there's only so far you, you can push the housery really. You know where it gets to a point, as you said, where he he could potentially just switch off and go. You know, fuck this. I can go over here. And um, you know, I can be with Adam Cole, I can be with Kenny Omega, I can be with the books for a lot more whatever. money, too. Potentially, potentially for a lot more money, I would assume.
1: Well, um, I mean, he would definitely be getting that CM money, yeah, but and as, a lot we, less dates. But, but, but as,
0: as we know, with Baller, his work and his body of work, and, and even the, the guy that we know, it's, it's he's not financially driven in terms of the paycheck. No, it's no, not, at all. His work his no, legacy.
1: but he is, but it is that's the most important thing the love of his work, if he knows he can go to, an and and don't forget, if he was over there at that company, he knows he'd get to to go back to his beloved Japan Mm. for tours. You know what I mean? He knows he'd be able to get home and see his Mm. family a lot more and get to work in his own country and his own fucking, he'd get to go and see the UK. Because don't forget, the UK is where we all came from.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? In terms of of pro wrestling here in this particular country. It all stemmed from the UK. Mm. Um, like, if he knew he could do that for fucking millions of dollars. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, it,
0: I'm, I'm just and, backing and, up. And, and his own creative control, which would be... Right,
1: so I'm just backing up your point, Noel, on yeah. this one. That's no, all I'm doing. I'm not saying I hope that. Yeah. Although, of course, I'd love to see, mm. you know, my friend get to see his family a lot more and his, you know, his nieces and nephews. Mm. But essentially what I'm saying is that um uh, this this guy really really deserves the top props and a run at the absolute top. You know, when we talk about when we talked about Seamus earlier, and we talk about you know Irish when you hear Irish people go, oh your man Seamus, he's an Irish wrestler, isn't he? It's like no. Did you know this guy's an Irish wrestler? Mm. That name needs to be a household name in this
0: country. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, no, I get you. I get you. Yeah, it needs not only a run, but it needs to be meaningful, and it needs to be high end, and it needs to be. He needs that whole machine of WWE needs to push him behind to the it. moon, absolutely behind it, push him to the moon. Like he's you know, forty now. Do you know what I mean? Like he's forty, yeah. and
1: it doesn't look like he's slowing down in terms no. of his his his, his in ring ability. No. Yeah. So this needs to this needs to be a two year thing. Of like he needs to be within that, you know. I'm not saying he needs to hold a belt for two years. I'm not saying that. But he needs know.
0: to. He needs to be the guy.
1: But he needs to be the guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he can elevate. He can make people look so good as well. Mm. You want your next guys coming up looking good too. Yeah. Even uh, it, it has to happen because there's only so much Roman can do. You know what I mean? But like I say, it's a WWE system. Mm. They like big guys, and look, Roman is great. But don't even tell me that Roman is nearly the worker that Finn Balor is in terms of in ring. And look, who made who look good the other night? Mm. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose we we could end we we'll land on that note anyway, Yeah, and we'll look forward to SmackDown with bated breath, and um, good lord, they better deliver this. And we'll be
1: talking about it. Yeah, we will be talking about it.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been your Extreme Reels review with myself and Ian and the four pod men, obviously, and Dynamo's Dozen in collaboration as always on the network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Obviously, you can leave your comments in the episode. Let us know what you think. Is this the end of Balor moving into a new storyline or is he still an opportunity to get the belt and potentially either be drafted or Roman be drafted? We will wait and see as we head towards Crown Royale. Till next time, a pleasure, Ian.
1: Pleasure, my brother.